Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up? What's up? Welcome into the award-winning Orange Zone podcast. I'm Tommy Sladak. We have Lawrence Poetry in Moton. It's my main man, Pots and Pants. We also have Rachel Culver on the producer, Mike. This episode, we are getting into that win over Virginia Tech for the SU men's team, as well as a look ahead to Louisville, Clemson, and hey, this is a bubble talk team. It's happening. They're not right there, but they're in the conversation. So Bear with me, folks. Sorry about that. Getting over a cold, and it's just the voice is the last thing that uh, we're, we're waiting on here. But this is the award-winning Orange Zone Podcast. A reminder, you can find every episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to listen. You can also find every episode on our Orange Zone YouTube page. What up? If you are watching, new episodes released every week. We invite you to like, comment, subscribe. Everyone's been fantastic and really buying in this year. So we thank you for your support and being a part of this journey with us. And just going to open up to you guys. So last night... Syracuse takes down Virginia Tech 84 to 71 in the home finale and this result amounts to a quadrant two success for the orange it's some of those numbers it's the analytics that Moten hates to get into <laughs> but it's the reality of what it takes to get into this thing so yeah. what was your ultimate takeaway that now that you've had a night to sleep on it about that win my ultimate take to that victory yesterday was um you know consistent and they played hard with energy and effort. Yes, sir. Uh, um, both halves. You know, of course, that Notre Dame game, you know, we start out, we up 30 points, and then we let them come back and cut it to three. But yesterday, it was a solid um, all-around team game. Uh, they were they were definitely well-rounded as far as understanding the defensive principles and who they the two guys they had to stop. And I thought they did a very good job of that. And uh, – Fourteen and two at home is not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. So uh, it was a it was a solid win. We need to keep this ball rolling. You know, um, there's no greater time to win uh, during the season than now. You know, um, like we were talking about earlier. You know, we are kind of like on the bubble. So just keep winning your games, man. Uh, this next game against Louisville, it would be a travesty to lose this game. So I think they'll be ready. I think they'll be hungry, and uh, we're moving forward. Moving forward. And with the win, they move to 19-2, and 10-8 and eight in ACC. I had to look this up, and it shocked me. But they are now having the opportunity to get to 11-plus conference wins for the first time in 10 years. That was 2013-2014, the first year in the ACC when they went 14-4. That was a very good team. But the fact is, is this is the best record they've had in five years, yeah. which is crazy. Rachel, what, what stood out to you about the game and just kind of the numbers you're seeing now? Um, as Moten was saying, I think the best way to put it is it just finally felt like a complete game. Ooh, it felt yes. like it, we actually saw all of the things that we've been looking for all year. One of the biggest things that we've been talking about is rebounding, and they finally won that rebounding battle. It was one of those big things that Adrian Autry pointed to. 
They also led in assists, forced turnovers, bench points, blocks, fast break points, steals, points off turnovers, and points in the paint. The only category that they didn't lead in was um, second chance points, and they barely lost that, 9-7. So, so it just felt like it was one of those games where you're like, hmm, what if we've seen this all year as opposed to just this, you know, one game, maybe UNC, a couple other games thrown in there. I mean, we saw the, I think the biggest step up was, it was three games in a row, right, with NC State and Notre Dame where they're up big at halftime. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, okay, when's it coming? You know, it's like the right. you know, Grand Theft Auto meme, like, ah, right. here we go again. Right. And this time they, they had that moment, right? There was at one point where it was a seven-point game, and it was truly like, are you kidding me right now? It's three games in a row. But then they hit that second gear. There was a big timeout by Adrian Autry. Whatever big he said in that, they came out, and it was never close. It was never close in that. And so to see them take that step up, I thought that was massive. Absolutely, Tommy. And, and that's what it's about, you know, uh, understanding situations and, and being ready when the time is called. Like you said, they made a, they made a run, you know, and, and honestly that was uh, Virginia Tech's first run during that whole game, you know, and I tell people basketball is a game of runs. It's, if you can make uh, two or three runs, you're liable to win the game most of the times, you know, and uh, they made a run and Adrian Archery called a, a perfect timeout. Uh, got the guys together and uh, came back in and made a play, uh, a, a, a slip screen to, to Brown, and he mm-hmm. made a dunk, and then the ball started rolling again. And, and, and I'm just happy for the guys. You know, no matter what, you know, um, we say and how we talk about them all year as far as uh, uh, being a team, we don't know which one is going to show up. Um, I can honestly say overall they're, they're trying the best they can and they're playing hard. And that's all we can ask uh, of these guys. And, you know, the sky's the limit. You know, I'm looking forward to this next game against Louisville on the road, you know, to see what type of character building we we have as far as uh, knowing that it's a game we should win. But you have to be prepared because any time in the ACC, uh, you will lose. And and 10-8, you know, I'll take it, but I'm not satisfied. You know, being in that 8-9 range for the last six or seven years is is not good to me personally i'm a top four or five guy in, in your conference if, if you can be in the top four or five you definitely have a chance of getting to the ncaa's but uh adrian has been doing a great job 19 and 10 first year and if he gets 20 wins that'll that'll be a winning season if you ask me i would think so too i think there's some people that kind of have that is making the tournament but to me like we've seen the past few years have not gotten to this point. Right. So what he's been able to do and to be able to get over the humps, move past one of your players and veteran players getting dismissed in the middle of the season, how can you make your team respond? Yeah. And so far we're seeing those coaching successes, not just from Autry, but from Griffin, McNamara, all yeah. the guys on that team that are a part of making this, um, you know, just a new era yeah. is what it is. And Absolutely. Go ahead, and I was just thinking too, um, you know, we, we talk about it, and, and they have 19 wins this year, and, and that's the most in the past five or six mm-hmm. years. It's so strange. unbelievable, you know, to actually think about that. You know, we were talking about it yesterday. But uh, kudos to Adrian and his staff, G-Mac and Griff and the guys. And, uh, hey, let's keep it plugging. Let's keep it going. You know, um, we're on a three-game winning streak. Why not make it four? Why not make it four? And it's putting my consistently in- – er- consistently inconsistent like that that tag is taking a back seat absolutely i'm seeing some consistency happening right now but let's let's head on the mvp of the game because he's the type of player 
that could just be a March name, right? Like Marquise Noel, like we talked about with Kansas State. Mm -hmm. Judah Mintz has the ability to be that name in the month of March. We see these again and again where the teams that have some hot guard play, man, yes, yes. they make a lot of noise. And so I think there's a lot of people that would love to see Judah Mintz in the big dance because he had 29 points, six assists, three rebounds, three steals, 10 for 17 from the field, and eight for eight from the free throw line. Second best point total of the season falling short of only the 33 he scored in the early season game against LSU. I forgot about that. He did put up a 30-perk against them. So with Judah and then with JJ in the way that he's been doing his thing, averaging 18 points over the last 12 games or whatever it is he finished with 13 points six boards five assists you gotta love as as a purist of basketball and especially the era in which you played in he reminds me of you in a way of just the the success we see from the mid-range jumper yeah because he's never scared to take it and he's so comfortable taking it absolutely absolutely uh jj has been playing very well on the latter part of the season him and judah and, and in order for us to be successful um we're going to have to have good guard play mm-hmm. from those two guys. And uh, when those two guys are playing well, we play well as a team. And what I have noticed is, you know, um, because sometimes I look at the game and I see where Brown might get it and he has a shot, but he looks for J.J. or he looks for uh, Judah. And, and that's because they are the two scorers. And those are the two of the guys that make our engine go. So if they play well, um, we're gonna we're gonna be successful, and and, and for Judah, uh, this is very important for him to understand. If if he gives us 29 from this point on, each game, and we're winning and we're going far, and we make the NCAA tournament, it'll be time to go. But if not, you know, there's a situation. I think that you you might want to think about it and and try to come back because uh, it's all about the guard play. Rachel wrote on the paper, could be his last game played in the Dome. Yeah. And we shall see. Because, mm-hmm. again, this is when you can make a lot of that noise. Absolutely. And so right now, Rachel, let's get into let's get into bracket talk. Let's do it. Two games left. It's Louisville. It's Clemson. We can talk about the net. We can talk about all that. There's a very good video right now. If you check out Stanford Steve and I believe Scott Van Pelt both have it up on their uh, X pages right now where they kind of went into the nitty-gritty of the net rankings last night and how the Big 12 has somewhat built themselves in their non-conference schedule around this net formula in playing these lower teams Mm -hmm. and beating the crap out of them, which in turn does benefit them than say, you know, Syracuse losing to a good team by just a little bit. And they, they they perfectly showed what the big 12 is doing and how the ACC is kind of been the opposite and how they do their non-conference schedule. And end of the day, he said, you know, the ACC can try to do the same thing. But to me, it also brings up the question of, do we want to try to reward the system of playing lesser teams and then just running up the score on them? Is that the best product that we want to see? But end of the day, the rankings are here. And Rachel, I want to hear your thoughts on kind of where they stand and what Joe Lenardi's saying and everything. Yeah, so Joe Lenardi actually came on the broadcast last night at halftime, and he said something along the lines of, the winner of this game will remain in contention for an at-large bid while the loser is like, done so i mean it was a big it was a big deal that they were able to pull that out last night i'm not entirely comforted by that statement if i'm being completely honest with you um i had someone in the newsroom come up to me this morning and ask me 
if I had to give a percentage chance that they got into the tournament, um, what would that be? And I responded with something on the lines, well, they have to win out here in conference and yep. they have to make a run in the tournament. And they responded well, with, well, that's not a <laughs> that's not a um, answer. actual answer. So I had to give one, but I want to ask you guys, what do you think first? For percentage chance? Yeah. <clears throat> huh. I'm I'm comfortable with saying just I'm comfortable with saying 51% right now. I think that could go up. I think they just the way they're they're playing their best basketball. And history teaches us lessons that 2020 20 or 2021 2022 see no. 2020 2021 team if you asked people in the beginning of February if they were going to make it you would say no chance. And granted they were like the last team in. They went to the Sweet 16. Buddy went off. Gerard went off. And, you know, San Diego State and West Virginia had no idea how to handle the mm-hmm. zone. But they really were playing their best basketball at the end of the season. And they ended up going to the ACC tournament and smoking NC State in that 8-9 game. But that was the type of ACC year where, you know, that was – it was deep, right? And then they go and lose on a buzzer beater to Virginia. But the point being – I, I always am going to favor a team that is playing their best. And I think if they win these two games, do I think they could be in just like that? Maybe. I think it would still maybe take one win. Mm-hmm. But if they – end of the day, it's just – it's win Saturday and it's beat Clemson. And if they do that, my, per- my, my percentage is going to go up to probably 75, 80. What do you think, Moen? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was uh, in the locker room last night, and Adrian was saying, you know, um, it's all about the next game. And, and that's how their mindset is, and that's how they're staying focused, which is a good thing. Love that. You know, so um, I'll say about 52 to 55% on chance of making it. They win these next two, and then maybe win one in the tournament. And I, and, and I definitely think we have a chance to be in. But my question to Mr. Lenardi is um, – how many teams have been in the which are in the ACC? How many have made the Final Four? The ACC has done pretty well in making the Final Four these past couple of years. Exactly, so, and they've so, outplayed the Big Twelve. Exactly, and they've outplayed the Big Twelve. So um, let's look at that also, Joe, and just don't give up on us guys uh, in, Listen the, in, up, this, Joe. in this ACC conference. And um, like I said, overall, I'm, I'm happy with what's going on. Of course, we lost a couple of games we should have won instead of 19 and 10 it could easily be 21 and 7 you know easily so uh just taking it right now one game at a time keep winning and uh let the let the bracketology people talk and do what they have to do as long as we just keep doing what we have to do and that's winning exactly can i give you a good stat though i think you guys will both enjoy so i saw this on twitter this morning from jbr bracketology syracuse's resume average so you know strength of schedule who they're playing is down to 37.5 this morning and in the net era not including 2021 which is the COVID year the best resume average to ever be left out was vcu's 39.5 in 2022 Mm. so they are under that threshold, which to me, and there's still a few people out there that are kind of like, oh, the, why are we even talking about the bubble? It's because it's here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's here. But end of the day, it starts with Louisville, and and the cards have been struggling. They've lost three straight, unlike Syracuse. That is one three straight. They are at the bottom of the ACC, and this is one of those where, and I'm happy to hear Autry was saying that in the locker room. Yes. 
Moten because that's that's what it's coming down to. Yeah. I don't even think you can try to have a mindset of thinking ahead to Clemson at all. It's it's taking care of business. Absolutely. Do we want them to smack them and win by 20? That would feel good. Yes, it would. But it's all about the W, right? Absolutely. It's all about the W. And they take on Duke tonight. So if you're reading this, maybe they snap that win streak or watching this or listening. Maybe they snap that win streak or maybe it's four by now. But um, – Let's go with chances are it's probably going to move to four as they take on the Blue Devils. So that's going down Saturday night. Looking forward to that. And then, I mean, talk about a storybook finish mm-hmm. with Clemson, man. Yeah. Joe yeah. Girard, been a part of this program, had been a part of this program for years, goes for a new opportunity at Clemson, and it could be one of those situations where that game decides some serious fate. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Not only some serious fate, I think that game might decide – which team gets in. I would not be surprised you at all. Know, I would they're, not they're, be they're, surprised at know, all. Clemson is kind of on the bubble also, and uh, we shall see. You know, we're not going to go that far. We're going to take it one game at a time like we've been talking. Well, but, you know, one of the things I miss, and I, and I was thinking about it, you know, you know, and I think about, you know, this portal and how, and how everything is going. If it's one player that I would want back, I was sitting there thinking and, and just – you know, I watch a lot of basketball. Wait, let me develop my guess before you say it. Yeah. Go ahead. Give it a shot. Okay. I'm going to – don't look at the TV. I'm going to put myself on screen mm-hmm. <laughs> and mouth it. Okay, go. <laughs> Jesse Edwards. <sighs> yeah. all, all we need right now is a guy like Jesse Edwards. Damn. Who could block shots, run the floor very well, and then Malik could play his natural position, and, and everything would flow so much better. Gosh! So sometimes you you know the and he's and the crazy thing is, Jesse's playing terrible at West Virginia. Yeah, and he like has not had a good 17. year. They're not even playing well, so it's like sometimes the portal is not good, guys. That one too is one where. I guess I was a little bit surprised that there wasn't some movement from him and more from the team when, you know, Bob Huggins, everything that went down with him. So right. like you're you're going in whatever that NIL deal was, you know, but you're 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 looking to go play for Huggy Bear. You're looking right. to play for kind of a big East legend. Right. And then he he melts down in the offseason. Everything He's goes gone. wrong there. Yeah. And Jesse stays. That was yeah. interesting. That was really interesting. And it's one of those where, you know, I'm going to hit he him up. He got better every year here. Oh, my he gosh. He got better yeah. every year. So sometimes it's, 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 it's not always good to leave. Yeah. Who did you mouth, by the way, Rachel? Um, we're going to cut that portion because I misunderstood the question. <laughs> so, so you guys, you're you going to, well, because I, I interpret it as like who he wants to stay, like oh, as, as opposed oh, to like transfer okay. out next okay. year. Okay. Some like a piece that he finds valuable to continue on, but yeah. got it. Yeah. we're going to cut that out. <laughs> Big cut right here. It's staying. It's, sta- it's staying editor. You know why the editor is going to be me today. So <laughs> I'm the one keeping that in. Um, final thoughts for me. I am so sick of the 8-9 game. I am sick of the 8-9 <laughs> game. I am done with it. Get out of the 8-9. Yes. Go in the 10. No, don't go to 10. But 7 or higher, I think right now they're at 7, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. They're 6th right now. Okay. So there's a huge chunk right here yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's you know everyone is around that same spot, and if Syracuse – loses both games you know they could drop to maybe even playing that first day i doubt it at this point but to me i am so much more comfortable staying out of the eight nine because eight nine is something that i think they're comfortable in but right. then you're just 
automatically playing the top dog. Yeah, and that's that's not good. That's Let's not wait. Good. Let's wait for that. Absolutely. Give us a few rounds before we play the top dog. Absolutely. Lawrence, your final thoughts. My final thoughts is, guys, you know, uh, all of us bleed orange and just keep doing what you're doing. We're on a winning track. You know, um, take this game seriously down in Louisville, you know, and, and, and stick it to them. It's a winnable game. You know, we know if we do what we have to do, we should win. Uh, and, and don't make them feel don't 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 keep it a close game if it stays don't entertain close, that yes you know if it stays close that's when things will get a little shaky but i think we're going on the right track you know uh the guys have bought into what adrian's and the guys are, are telling them as far as coaching and strategies and uh hey i like it how about you rach um, I'll just go back quickly to the percentage chance that I see them getting in. Um, yeah, sorry, I forgot to I ask will, you. No, you're good. That's I on me. will say that I am a hardened pessimist in most situations. Good, especially good. Having, it's the Brendan, Brendan Hodges yeah. ghost is here. <laughs> especially having sat through too many selection Sundays to count where you're waiting for a name to be read off that you never hear. So I went with 35. I went low ball on that, but... Do in feel? doing that, I'm hoping that I'm, like, jinxing something, you know? I, I That's fine. <laughs> we need the opposite juju happening. By the way, D.C. for the ACC tournament this yes, year. Yes, and I found The out home out. turf. <laughs> exactly, and I'm thinking about going. Good, I just man. found out about that a couple of days ago, March March 12th. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, um, if I don't go, I'll definitely, definitely make sure some of my family members get tickets and support. And, uh, yeah, it's a great venue. Uh, a lot of a uh, lot of Syracuse blood down in the D.C. <laughs> area, the D.M.V. area. Please believe it. So the support will be big. They invade the Georgetown turf, man. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's our turf. <laughs> That's you know? Moten's yeah, turf. Absolutely. You know, people need to understand. We have three Hall of Famers that are from Washington D.C. who came to Upstate New York. It says something. Me, Dave Bing, and Sherman Douglas, number twenty. 21 and 22 how ironic is that Love something that. in the water man that's crazy, right? something in the water yeah. all right that's our show i'm tommy sladak lawrence poetry in moton rachel culver we're out of here my voice is going to sound a lot better later this week i promise you <laughs> thanks for bearing with me we're out of here peace peace